looking on Sunday mornings at stories in the Bible. And, and, and I might add too that, that today, because it was our first time back, and man, I am so glad to see people in the house. You all are wonderful. You all are beautiful people. May the Lord's blessing rest upon every single one of you and God continue to bless. But it's so much, so much better and uh, uh, such an awesome feel. You cannot translate what we feel in this house to a camera going through the streaming and, and watching it on a phone or even watching it on TV. What we feel right here, I pray that you feel a, a portion of that uh, in Jesus, in Jesus. And I pray that you'd feel it all, but I know because I've watched it home as well that, that it just not does not translate. Uh, but if that's all you can do, God bless you richly and I pray God's blessing upon you. We've been looking on Sunday morning at stories in the Bible where, where God had encounters with individuals and, 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 and God showed up and we talked about Jacob that first week wrestling wrestling with his past. We talked about Jacob wrestling with his, his secrets and we, we talked about Jacob wrestling finally with God and it was not until Jacob surrendered totally and completely to God that he got the victory. And then in the second week we talked about Isaiah. And, and Isaiah in the year that King Uzziah died, he had an encounter with God. In a year, in a day that, that may have been a dark day in his life he saw the Lord high and lifted up and the train of his robe the train of his robe his majesty filled the entire temple of, uh, that's what God's majesty did God is bigger bigger than your situation God is bigger than your problem he's bigger than your darkest day and he can and he will make a difference in your life you may not be able to do it but God God can somebody say amen then last week we talked about Moses' feeling of inferiority, his, his, his struggle with his, his identity. And God said, listen, you're focused, uh, you're focused on you. You're focused on, on your social pressures, what, what other people are saying. You're focused on you. You're focused on them. And you're focused on what you've done or your experience. Uh, and, and really, you're focused on the wrong thing because uh, uh, it's really all about me. God was saying it's God that does the work it's God that performs the miracles it's God that makes a way where there seems to be no way and we trust him and we do our part but God does the rest somebody say amen Amen. So, so, so then today we're going to uh, go ahead and launch right into Scripture in John chapter 4. Stay seated, if you will. Verse number 23. Scripture says, yet, yet a time is coming. This is Jesus speaking here. A time is coming and, and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshipers that the father seeks the father seeketh such so so god is looking for worshipers he's seeking after people that will worship him in spirit and in 
truth. God is attracted to things. When we launched into this God encounters, we understand that God is attracted to some things. We play a part in having an encounter with God and that's why we put God first at the beginning of this year with corporate prayer and fasting. And some folks broke their fast this morning before church. Others will break after church today and God bless you you again for your sacrifice but God is attracted to these kinds of things he's looking for those that, that have their passion their soul their 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 breath their, 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 he's looking for those that 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 gives their all to him listen folks if you cannot find God worship him if you can't feel God, worship him. If you can't find him, you worship him and he will find you. You worship him and he's going to find you. Hebrews eleven six 6 says anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, must believe that he exists. We're not just telling stories about God. We're not just telling stories that are, that are mythical or whatever. This God that we talk about, that we preach about, that we teach about, that we worship is alive. He's alive. Alive. He's tangible and he rewards those who diligently, who earnestly seek him. He rewards them that earnestly seek him. So says Hebrews 11 and 6, God is actually attracted. He's attracted to those that are believing and running hard after God. You have to earnestly seek him. Not just try him out. Not just, not just oh, I'll, I'll give this a try and see if it works. No, earnestly, diligently seek him. Go all in with God. Worship there literally translates. Listen to this now. Literally translates. Of married couples, but rather like a dog licking his master's hand you got that picture some of you are dog people and you got your your little dog and and, and the dog we have right now the best one we've ever had and uh uh if i had mine and and, and it's not a secret if i had my way we wouldn't have any but we do we have one and uh ace is his name and folks ace loves us he loves every one of us and and uh, man, he's so excited when we come home that uh, we broke him of it pretty much. But what he used to do, and this is a dog, folks, and not a, not a little bit of yapper. It's a, it's a big dog. It's it's a good sized dog, probably 60, 70 pounds or so. When he saw Caitlin come, he would run and jump up. I'm talking about a big dog into her arms like a little child, like a little baby, to where, to where you'd be holding this great big dog in your arms. He was so excited when we, when we come. Now, we've, we pretty much broke him of that. I haven't seen him do that in, in, in a little while because he's certainly not doing that to me. Um, 
So we've, we've kind of broken of that, but uh, 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 j- he's still just so excited to, to see us. Uh, and, and, and I don't like the licking. Don't, come on, don't, don't, don't lick me. I, I don't want to be licked on the hand. I sure don't want to be licked on the face or, or anything like that. And we've, we've about broken of that, but, but he still licks Matt. He'll still just give Matt a big old kiss right on the, on the cheek. I don't know what it is that maybe he knows Matt or we call him our baby and such. I, I don't know if he recognizes that Matt's the littlest one or whatever, but he'll go right up to him and just, and just lick all, all over him. And, and, uh, and, and, and that's pretty much what that literal translation of worship is, is right there. That's, that's, that's what we're getting. It's getting into God's presence and loving on him and, and praising him, happy because he's here, happy because we get to be with him. And God is looking for that. He's searching for somebody that'll be that way, a, a true worshiper that'll worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. But when you come into the house and you're like, where is God? You're, you're not like that, that dog at all. You're like a, maybe, maybe over in the back and just kind of hiding yourself. And, 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 and you're saying, you know, if, if, if God wants to move me, then I'll, then I'll move. If, if God is here, then he can touch me. He can, he can move up on me. But I, I'm not moving. Make me love you. Do something uh, to me and then I'll move. The, the Bible says that when you draw near unto God when you draw nigh unto God that he will draw nigh unto you so we're not we don't have that attitude if we're wanting to get into God's presence because he's attracted by passionate worship that's why we seek him earnestly when your passion is in it and your soul is in it and your breath is in it, you're not just sticking your feet in. You're not just kind of testing the waters. You're jumping into the deep end. You're giving it all to God and you'll experience something that is so powerful that you don't even know about it yet. You're going to go deeper in God than you've ever done before. You'll experience things with God that you've never experienced before when you go all in with him. So let me give you a few encounter stories this morning. Encounter number one. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. Jehoshaphat is discouraged and he says God's not to be found. He's surrounded by an enemy army. And we pick up in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 14 and 15 then the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, not on Jehoshaphat. The Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, folks, and a descendant of Asaph. You do some study in there. Levites, of course, priest. Asaph was a worship leader, worshiper. He stood as in the assembly, okay? He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, And all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this 
vast army. Don't, don't be afraid because of what you're going against right now. Where does this type of confidence come from? How can he have uh, this type of confidence, uh, passion? Because he's a worshiper, folks. Uh, he is a worshiper. He's looking at the same army that the king's looking at, uh, but the worshiper has victory before the battle's even over, maybe even before it's begun. Uh, don't be afraid, he says, uh, for the battle is not yours but God's he says don't be afraid here for the battle is not yours but it's God so watch what happens in 2nd Chronicles 20 20 through 22 it says early in the morning they, they left for the desert of Tekoa and as they set out Jehoshaphat stood and he said listen to me Judah and the people of Jerusalem now he's got the victory. Now Jehoshaphat's uh, got the victory because, uh, because of this worshiper, because the Spirit of the Lord came upon this worshiper. He's got it. And he says, uh, have faith in the Lord your God and you'll be upheld. Listen to me now. Have faith in his prophets uh, and you will be successful. After consoling the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men. He says, getting here they are getting ready to fight. They're getting ready to do battle. And he says, you with the swords, you with the bows, you with the arrows, uh, back up a little bit. Uh, back up and, and give some room uh, up here in the front. Uh, back up a little bit. And then he looks over and he says, hey, praisers. Uh, hey, hey, praisers uh, to sing. Uh, he, he appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his uh, holiness. And as they went out, at the head of the army saying listen folks he did not send the bows and the arrows and the swordsmen up in the front this is how they fought their battle this is how they got victory and they said sing this give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever that was their arrows folks that was their weapon of warfare and as they begin to sing and praise the Lord set ambushes against the men of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated and the same will be true in your life if you can discover the truth of what worship does. That worship is powerful. Worship gets the attention of God. God will not only show up, but he'll defeat your enemies in Jesus' name. He'll work in your life in a powerful powerful way encounter number two encounter number two king david king david and his men leave their homes in ziklag to fight a battle and their enemies their enemies while they're out gone fighting the battle the enemies swing around and they come in and they invade their their home territory of of ziklag they burn it to the ground they burn the homes they they burn the the territory there and they steal away all of the children and all of the women and first samuel 30 says three days later 
when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag. You're talking about a bad day, folks. They just get back. They're coming back from fighting. And, and you can imagine going home and, and, and you're happy and you fought the battle and you've been victorious and just left church. And right before you get home, you see smoke coming up where your house used to be. And they found, going on, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the home and, and Ziklag. And, and they had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. And they'd carried off the women and the children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. They just kind of kidnapped them away. They didn't, they didn't kill anybody. And when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could not weep anymore. They cried and they cried and they cried till they had no more tears to cry, no more strength to weep. Anybody ever had a day like that? Anybody ever went through things like that in your mind? Cried so much you ran out of tears. It's not a time to talk. It's not a, not a time to contemplate. It's a time to worship. It's a time to worship. And when you, when you gear yourself and understand the truth of what worship really does, when you get this bad news, when you see this bad thing taking place, your first reaction should be to worship the Lord your God. When you realize how powerful worship is it's not petitioning time of course you're going to come to petitions God already knows what you need but you worship him for his greatness for his goodness you worship him for who he is and then, then if you go down in 6 and 7 of 1 Samuel 30 David is now in, in danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters and they began talk of stoning him so these, these army people the, the the warriors that come back with David now they find their houses burned their kids gone their wives gone they're turning on the leader. They're turning on David and saying, this is your fault. This is your fault. If you didn't have us out there doing that, then none of this would have happened. And they turn and talking about stoning. But David, the Bible says, found strength in the Lord his God. And what's he do? He says to Abiathar, the priest, bring me an ephod. Bring me an ephod. It's not time to contemplate. It's not time to debate. It's not time to, to pick apart or to stone somebody. Bring me an ephod. It's time to worship. Ephod was always a symbol of worship in the Old Testament. It was his worship robe, so to speak, and he did this. Listen, folks, there is power in our worship. God shows up in a supernatural way when we worship him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength when we go all in with him in worship. And God, of course, turns the story around. They recover all, and, and, and it's a great thing. But it didn't happen until after David worshiped. Encounter three, you know the story, maybe. Maybe it'll be new to some. Paul and Silas in Acts 16 just cast the devil out of a young girl. She was fortune telling. She was bringing great gain, it says. She was, she was making money for, for the people that, that had her. And, 
And of course, when, when the devil was cast out, she could no longer make them money in the way that she was doing. So they got mad and they, they got angry. And that's where we pick up in verse 22 of Acts 16. And a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. And they were severely beaten. When they were thrown into the prison, the jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon, down in the, in the inner dungeon, clamped their feet with stocks. They weren't just in a cell. They were chained in a cell. And around midnight, at the darkest time, around, around midnight, when things were really bad in their life, or around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners, those that were in other cells, those who were down there as well, were, were listening and could, could hear them. And suddenly there was this massive earthquake. The ground began to shake and, and, and prison doors began to, to, to fly open. Massive earthquake. And, and the prison was shaken to its foundation. And all the doors immediately flew open and the chains Every single prisoner fell off. Now, folks, that's what worship can do. On their worst day, they worshiped. When they'd been beaten down, they worshiped. When they were thrown into the inner prison, they worshiped. And their worship to help them, yes, but it also helped everyone around them. Somebody hear me right now. It didn't only help them, but it helped everybody that was around them. When we come into this house and we begin to start singing and praising God, start worshiping that one true God and others come in, and maybe they don't have the victory in their life. Uh, they come in and maybe they're discouraged. Uh, maybe they're struggling with the circumstances uh, in life. Maybe they're struggling with fear. Maybe they're struggling with addiction. Maybe they're struggling with discouragement. Uh, and we begin to lift up uh, the name of our great God. Uh, maybe they don't even know God. Uh, and they just kind of stumbled in here. And suddenly as we begin to worship uh, our one true God. They are here and maybe maybe they do know God but, but don't have some things figured out. And maybe they wonder if they can go on. Maybe they're wondering if they can make it another day. Folks, our worship doesn't only help us but it'll drop the chains off of everybody that's in this place. It'll help those that are around you. Maybe you've got somebody in your house that you live with that don't serve God, that don't live for God, that has never received the gift of God in their life. You be a worshiper. You be a worshiper. Let that be your first response, that you worship your God. And it just might be that the chains will fall off of them. 
That's how powerful worship is. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. When you give it your all, that's when you will find me. Come on, the opposite of that is you'll seek me and you're not gonna find me because you didn't put enough effort in. You didn't give your all. You didn't give all of your heart. Jeremiah 19, 13 from the message, listen to this, says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. When you come looking for God, you'll find God. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it, listen to this, more than anything else, else when you want it more than anything else folks we want to go all in with God if you do the halfway thing it's boring if you do the halfway thing it's not fun if you do the halfway thing it may not work for you but if you put your energy and you put your passion and your sincerity and you jump out there and look for God he will be found. You're going to find him. I love the story of Fred and Martha who were driving home from church one day. And Martha said, Fred, did you notice that the pastor's sermon was a little weak today? Fred said, no, not really. Martha said, well, did you hear how the praise team was a little flat? No, I didn't, Fred replied. Well, you certainly must have noticed the young couple and the children right in front of us with all the noise and all the commotion that they made during the whole entire service. He said, I'm sorry, dear, but no, I didn't. Finally, in disgust, Martha looks at him and says, Honestly, Fred, I don't know why you even bother to go to church. Maybe Fred was paying attention to what really, to what really matters. So what is worship? What is worship? And what does it, what does it look like? And I'm, I'm kind of wrapping up here. Mark chapter 12, 28 through 30. Jesus speaking. One of the teachers of the law came and he heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer saw Jesus giving good answers for every question. He wanted to come up with a good question himself. And he asked, of all the commandments, which is most important? The most important thing, maybe six months ago, I did a message on the most important thing. This is what Jesus said. Listen here. This is the most important thing. It's the most important thing you'll ever hear. The most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord our God is one Lord. And love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Listen, if you're going to come to me, Jesus is saying, and if you're going to do that, you're going to have to love me. You have to do that with the first thing, all your heart and soul, all of your heart 
And so what does that mean? I worship God by expressing my affection to God. I worship God by expressing my affection to God. If I tell Molly I love you, but if I don't ever buy her anything, and, and, and if I don't ever take her anywhere, and I don't ever show her any affection, and I sleep in a different room, but I say I love you, she's not believing all that. She's not, she's not going to buy all that. But if I hug on her and, and love on her and tell her she's beautiful and give her things she likes, she becomes convinced because love is an expression. Love is an expression. You cannot say love God and not give an expression to God. And that's why we have 150 chapters in the largest book of the Bible that's full of expressions. And the last chapter says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Come on, somebody give him a hand clap. Someone said, you have traditional service. You have a traditional service. We sure do. Because 3,000 years ago, about such, uh, when they were writing the expressions to God, not 100 years ago when, when they wrote some of those hymns in those old hymnal books, uh, but about 3,000 years ago, uh, and they were talking uh, about expressing yourself uh, and worshiping God. You know what they talked about? Uh, they talked about clapping your hands. Uh, they talked about shouting uh, with your voice. Uh, they talked about singing a new song uh, unto God. They talked about dancing uh, before the Lord. They talked about hitting cymbals and the loud sound Sounding uh, symbols. Uh, they talked about all of that. Uh, so when we come here, uh, yes, uh, we have a traditional Bible service. Our worship is taken out of the Bible. It's not something that we just made up. Uh, we lift up our hands, uh, we lift up our voice, uh, we show expression to our great God. In fact, the book of Psalms looks like when, when they let people attend in our modern sports arena, when they actually let them attend the stadiums. That, and that's fine to do. It's all right to like sports. We like them. I, I like to play them, like to watch them. I enjoy, I enjoy that. But we ought to come in here. We ought to come into the house of God and give it our all. Not just put our little toe in, but give it our all to God. Because this is actually important. The other isn't. We need to give God more here than anywhere else. Come on, we clap here. We shout here. We can dance here because our God is awesome. All your heart and soul. Second thing he said is all of your mind. What does that mean? How do you worship with your mind? I worship God by focusing my attention on God. 
God. Start your day off with God on your mind. Last 21 days, we've started our day off with prayer, seeking God. Tomorrow, it doesn't have to necessarily be that hour long. It doesn't necessarily be right here at 7 a.m. But tomorrow, when I wake up, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What am I doing? I'm putting my mind on God. I'm keeping my mind stayed on Jesus. God likes it when he's on your mind. And every now, every now and then, it can't just be, uh, oh, uh, I'm doing it in the morning. I'm, I'm checking off my, my checkbox of things to do. It's got to be more than that. It, it's relationship. You're putting God first. And then throughout the day, he's got to stay in your mind. It can't just be that time at the morning. Throughout the day, kind of like sending your wife a text or calling her on the phone. I'm just thinking about you. And if you do that to your wife, she might fall down and somebody's going to have to pick her up because she's so, so astonished and surprised. Just on my mind. That's the way we got to be about the Lord. Just, just got you on my mind. Lord, I, I just love you today. I, I just love you and I, I worship you. I, I thank you for being that ever-present help in the time of need. God prefers you keep your mind on him continually. He's on our minds. Worship him with your heart and with your soul. Worship him with all my mind. And then the third thing Jesus said, with all your strength. What does that look like? How, how do you worship God with your strength? I worship God by using my abilities. I worship God by using my abilities. Difference makers, folks. Difference makers are worshiping God by putting lyrics and putting, putting things on the screen, putting, putting sermon points on the screen. Difference makers are moving that camera at different angles and zooming in and zooming out. Difference makers are making that sound try to sound right. Difference makers are waving at you in the parking lot. Difference makers are bringing coffee to our services. Thank God the 21 days are over. And now next week we can drink a little coffee or some of you might have started this morning. Difference makers are bringing, bringing snacks for the kids. Difference makers are, are, are making things right and helping things along and teaching the kids Sunday school. Difference makers are greeting at the front door. Difference makers are mowing the grass. Difference makers are cleaning the church. Difference makers are teaching Bible studies. They're doing things. And thank God for the difference makers around here. Small group leaders worship the Lord by leading a small group listen to me an email was sent out this week please respond to, to, to small group leaders please please respond to that you're worshiping the Lord when you lead a small group we move to first Thursday first Thursday only we've said that many times already we're not meeting this Thursday night we're not meeting uh, the following it's only the first Thursday we do this in lieu of our small groups somebody say maybe well why did you start why didn't you start it in February when the small groups actually start we came here every day the last 21 days 
So it's not like we took something out and didn't have something else going. We were praying here at the church every day the last 21 days. You say you can't make it on the morning. You should have came on Saturday at 5. But we're moved to first Thursday only. It's on the website, it's on our material, it's out there only first uh, Thursday. Small groups will sign up uh, the week of, first week of February. We're, our, our plan launch is the week of February the 7th with, with backing up these two weeks. We may move that a week forward, but right now it's still February the 7th. Uh, they're only as good as our leaders. Our small groups will only be as good as our small group leaders. Let's make this the best semester yet. Make a difference. Hey, it's nice to have recreation days. It's nice to get days off and maybe sit on the beach, listen to the waves roll in and, and roll out. But sometimes you have to keep things going. Sometimes your worship to God needs to be your service uh, to people. Mow the yard, clean the garage, wash the clothes. That, that's some of the things we have to do uh, in our own lives. Uh, you show your love to God by serving here at the church, uh, by serving others. That's worship as well. So in closing, be a worshiper. Be passionate. Be all in. There's a part of God that you haven't discovered just yet until you go all in with him. Three questions. Three questions I have for you. Number one, what do I love the most? What do I love the most? What do I think about the most? And what do I do the most? What do I love the most? What do I think about the most? And what do I do the most? Heart and soul, mind and strength. Heart and soul, mind and strength. The answer to these questions, the answer to these three is your God. And if it's not the true living God, then my question to you is how well is it going for you? How well is it, is it happening for you right now? Probably not as well as you'd like. God doesn't mind you having other loves, but he does mind you having, having other things that are above him. It's all right to, to like doing some things and, and other things. Recreation is good, but you can't put things above God because he doesn't go for that. What if this year we said, this is the year I'm going to seek after him with all my heart. I'll tell you what'll happen. If you'll do that, I'll tell you what'll happen. You're going to have one encounter with God after another encounter with God after another encounter with him on your dark days days when you have an army against you you'll experience God like you never had before when you get bad news you'll still have an encounter with God like never before when things turn against you you can still have an encounter with God and, and you'll experience him and you'll never ever be the same Lord Jesus I pray 
pray right now as we stand all across this place. I pray right now that you'd speak to people and challenge them to take bold steps of faith to worship you, Lord, like never before. To worship you like you want them to and what you're looking for. Help us to be the people that you are looking for. For the Father seeketh such that we'll worship him. Help us to be that dog that licks the master's hand. God wants that. In good days and bad days, I'll worship you. I'll find you. I know I will because you are that good. You are worthy. You are worthy. Come on, somebody worship him. Go all in with God. Go all in with God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. This is how we fight. Not with swords and spears and bows and arrows. I'm lifting up the one true God and magnifying his holy name. Somebody get an ephod. Somebody put on your worship. Be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. And God is going to touch you like never before. Go all in with God this year. And you'll have God encounters like you've never experienced before in your life. Come on, let's seek him this morning with our whole.